Daf Pei Aleph, page 81, Parshas Tetzaveh. We'll start with, from the beginning of Parshas Tetzaveh, almost halfway down. The Pasuk says, that you, Moshe, shall command the Israelites, they should bring the oil to you, they should bring and they should bring it to Moshe, but then Aaron should uh, light it outside the curtain over the Eidos, um, the, the uh, Aaron of uh, testimony. Aaron should prepare the menorah and use that oil to light the menorah. Now, since the menorah was lit by Aaron, why should the oil be brought to Moshe? It says that they should bring the oil to Moshe and then Aaron lights the oil, the menorah. Secondly, why when it talks about Moshe, it says that it will be lit uh, near Tamid as an, an eternal lamp, whereas for Aaron, it says that it will be lit from evening till morning. Why with Moshe eternal and Aaron only for the nighttime? Explain this. Look at the role of Aaron and the, versus the role of Moshe. So it says that Aaron is Shushvina Dematronissa. He's the Shushvin, the unterführer of the, the matron, the Kala, the bride. Whereas uh, Moshe is the Shushvina, the Shushvin, the uh, one who escorts the Chas and the groom. So the bride is the Jew, the Knesset Israel, the Jewish collective, the source of our Neshamas, our souls, and Aaron. Uh, helps take us to our chuppah, our, uh, marriage, our marriage and wedding with Hashem. And uh, the, the uh, bride and groom can't go themselves because uh, they're, they're bashful. They need someone to, to support them and to go with them. So similarly, uh, the Jewish people are coming together and becoming one with Hashem uh, with Aaron Seif Hashem's unlimited light, and they uh, need the support, someone to, to, to support them in order for them to be able to, to reach up and to unite with Hashem. And that was the role of Aaron. Now, once they were already married, and this is in general how it works with the Shushvin, the Untafira, and they, their whole role is for that moment of the chuppah, the day of the wedding. It, once they're, they're married, then they're together. Uh, so, so this also applies uh, with Aaron that his role was on the day of the uh, wedding, which is uh, a day of great joy uh, where Hashem and the Jewish people come together, where they, you know, where they uh, uh, rejoice. Uh, the Jewish, the Am Yisrael rejoice in Hashem who is resting within our Torah and mitzvahs. And uh, that has to be with great joy. Like it says that because you didn't serve Hashem with joy and goodness of the heart, that's why you're being punished. So we see that we that doing mitzvahs is not enough. It has to be with joy, like the Rizal explains on that passage. And, and Aaron is the one who allows for this uh, union and for this uh, rejoicing. And, that, and that's his role. Now, the uh, simcha, the joy, is because uh, we're connecting to Hashem and Hashem's unlimited light, which is the source of the pleasure in mitzvahs. And this is why, because mitzvahs give the neshama the greatest possible pleasure, that's why the, before we do a mitzvah, we say bracha, we say, Asher Kirishon who sanctified us with his commandments. But Asher, besides meaning that, also comes from the word to be 
fortunate or happy or to have pleasure, uh, like uh, the the tribe Asher was so named because for Ashri that Leah felt fortunate when he was uh, born. Yisroni Bana is, and and that Asher was um, was uh, fortunate with his daughters. The daughters of the tribes of Asher were very would be very special. So this uh, relates to uh, joy, and uh, and uh, for 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 all the for good all the good. Now we see with Mitzvahs that it says that the role that the job of Adam and Chava in Gan Eden was la'avda ulashama to uh, work the garden and to guard, to look after the garden. So la'avda, to work the garden, is to act, to do something that's the positive mitzvah, mitzvah say, which, uh, which uh, brings uh, the light of Hashem in, uh, so that the tzaddik and Am Yisrael can uh, enjoy, can have, have pleasure from the light of Hashem revealed through their mitzvahs. And it's such a great pleasure to the extent that Rabbi Meir, the student of Acher, who had left Yiddishkeit, said that better that he be judged and then be able to, to receive Elam Haba. So we, we see how special the pleasure of Elam Haba is that it would be worth of him to first be judged and punished in Gehenim in order to then afterwards receive Elam Haba. Like Rabbi Akiva said, that uh, he, he saw the, uh, the uh, great uh, hustle, bustle, and the success of a Roman city. And he said that I, the other Chacham were crying, but he was smiling. And they asked him why. He said that this is what those who go against Hashem's will get. They, they have such a good life. Then for those who do Hashem's will, how much more so will it be even far better? So what he meant was that the Romans were over They were passing by Hashem's will. In other words, that they were receiving this uh, a great life, physical pleasure, uh, with, by bypassing Hashem's will. They weren't receiving that through doing Hashem's mitzvahs. They were bypassing that and receiving the, the, the pleasurable life anyway. And if that's what happens, if you say to those who bypass Hashem's will, then certainly those who do Hashem's will, they do the mitzvahs, then their spiritual pleasure will be uh, far more. Now, the Romans were still able to, to receive pleasure in the physical world, and that's because of Shvira uh, Sakhalim, the breaking of the uh, vessels, which allowed uh, godly life force to, to be... Uh, at least hidden, even in a place of darkness, a place of clipper. But certainly those who connect to Panimius, to Hashem's inner light, will certainly uh, uh, also they'll re receive a deeper uh, pleasure as well. Okay, next paragraph. Now, the, uh, the pleasure which is received from mitzvahs is compared to the menorah. Just like when lighting the uh, uh, light, the, the candles or lamps, so it fills the whole house with light. So similarly, through mitzvahs, so it uh, brings down this uh, ray of Hashem into Gan Eden, and that that uh, ray of Hashem is uh, pleasurable. That uh, closeness, that understanding of Hashem, and this is the meaning of the pasuk we quoted before that. Uh, that the reason for the punishment in the Teichacha, in the rebuke, is because you didn't serve Hashem, with uh, joy and uh, with uh, goodness, gladness of heart, from an abundance of good. 
So simply, Rashi explains that it means that if you didn't serve Hashem, when, when you have good times, you'll end up having bad times. The Rizal explains that, uh, that the punishment is because we're not serving Hashem with joy, even if we're serving Hashem, but not with joy. But what does this Meirov Kel mean? That, you, that we should serve Hashem with, from an abundance of good, meaning with excitement. But the Rizal, the uh, Al-Trevi explains it uh, differently. And Meirov Kel is a separate point. That it, it means that Rav represents the multitude of pleasure, the great pleasure in Ganadin. But all of that is from our limited understanding and the limited revelation of Hashem in Ganadin. Whereas when we do a mitzvah, we connect Hashem's essence, and therefore the simcha, the joy, is, is more than may Rav Kol, more than Rav Kol, more than the multitude of pleasure in Ganadin. And uh, because even in Ganadin, where it's it's all limited and like it says that merely that uh, uh, that uh, that uh, who's in heaven and earth in other words I don't want anything from the heavens or the earth I just want Hashem Himself or like we say in Davening that that in the heavens above and above and the earth below on all the the praise of your handiwork so the heavens above is the high level ganadin the earth below is the lower ganadin and uh, the praise is is to uh, is uh, all this praise is only to myself hashem's handiwork because all of ganadin is only hashem's the work of hashem's hands not hashem's essence uh, just like if a person uh, writes nicely or draws a picture, so we, we might praise the person for his handiwork, but that's not uh, it's not the person himself. That's only something that he he made, and uh, it it doesn't uh, show his uh, wisdom, his character, and certainly not his essence. So similarly with Hashem, so Ganadin is only something that comes from Hashem, but it isn't Hashem himself. Okay, over the page. And uh, so it, it's only called Maisiyad of the work of Hashem's hands. <clears throat> but when we do a mitzvah, so then Hashem responds in kind doing that mitzvah. So like when we put on tefillin, Hashem puts on tefillin. When, and when we, uh, or uh, when we do, uh, heal, Hashem heals the sick or blesses the us with parnosos. This is all when we do a mitzvah, then we get direct blessings from Hashem and, and engagement from Hashem himself. Like we say, and like we say, that he sustains life with his kindness. So in Ganadin, they just get a ray from this, and therefore it's limited. Uh, where, and there's many different levels in, to, in terms of uh, how much re revelation of Hashem's light there is, and that corresponds to all the different levels of Ganadin. Even though normally we talk about only two levels of Ganadin, the lower Ganadin and the higher Ganadin, but really there's, there's a you know, millions and, and almost infinite levels. And like it says, that, that the Torah scholars, they don't have peace because they keep on moving to higher and higher levels in Ganadin. And uh, that's the meaning of, uh, like the Gemara quotes from the Pasuk Yelcham Nechal that they that they keep on moving from uh, like higher and higher. And, and therefore, because there's so many levels and therefore they have no peace.
this swarm mentioned that between the different levels of Ganadin, there's an omuds, there's this pillar that connects the different levels of Ganadin. And each tzaddik, depending on which where he elevates, which levels of Ganadin, he, he uses different types of uh, amudim, different types of pillars connecting. And uh, there's uh, like it, it references in some places uh, 50,000 yovelus that uh, each, um, that uh, every uh, 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 7,000 years is a Shemitah, and then 50,000 years is a Yovel, and then, uh, then uh, 50,000 Yovelists is 50,000 times 50 uh, times uh, uh, times uh, 50,000 uh, years or levels, so this all, this all represents going up high and high in levels of Ganadin. And this is all the uh, only array of Hashem, but uh, we, with the high, even the highest level of Ganadin, we, we wouldn't grasp Hashem himself. And like Malachim, uh, say Kaddish, 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 that Hashem is holy, 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 mean he's removed and beyond uh, the Malachim. And that's why they say, where is the place of his uh, glory? On the other hand, with Mitzvahs, uh, that is where the the revelation of Hashem comes from. There, this it's the source of the ray, and it's the mitzvahs are called they the limbs of the king, the limbs of Hashem, meaning that they are the uh, vessels which hold Hashem Himself. And that's why it says about many mitzvahs that do this mitzvah lipnei Hashem before Hashem, meaning that it's higher than the name. Yudke Vavke, because it's Hashem's essence, and that's what that's why we say in Shema that uh, th these words, these mitzvahs, that I, Hashem, His very self, His essence, is commanding us today, and that, that today represents the world of uh, today, which is the, the the physical world where we can do mitzvahs and achieve, and that's where we could connect to Anochi, Hashem's essence and therefore we should be so excited and so much more excited and happy and and have such a deeper uh, pleasure from the opportunity to do mitzvahs that we have now more than even the highest level of um, above the world to come of Ghanedin. okay next paragraph now who reveals this uh this uh, simcha this uh, joy uh, from connection to Hashem himself, to Aaron Seif Hashem's uh, infinite light within uh, Yidin. So that is Aaron. Aaron lights our lamps so that we should have light and joy because Aaron is one of the seven shepherds who provide uh, the, the, the Jewish people uh, with the light of Hashem from beyond his shalshalos, from beyond the chain of worlds, Aaron Seif Hashem's unlimited light. Now, there are two stages in what Aaron had to accomplish. First was Yarech, he would prepare the menorah, and then of Ahalos, he would light the menorah. So the first stage is the preparation, that the uh, per, the person should be ready uh, to uh, to have uh, Hashem's, uh, to, to bring Hashem's presence on them. And then the second stage is when there's actually a revelation of Hashem, and then uh, we respond in kind with the, uh, Jumping up towards Hashem, wanting to elevate towards Hashem. It's in davening. Uh, so we we also have these two stages. Uh, so first we have Psuke uh, to Zimra, the uh, the uh, section of davening, the beginning of Shachris, 
where uh, we're preparing ourselves so that we're so that Hashem will be manifest on us and that we'll will uh, be excited and, and elevate towards Hashem. And then in that part of that preparation is like we say in Sukkot Zimra, Romans Kalbagrainam is Biyadam. Right away, like the the hair of the sword in growing up in the throat to cut away uh, any uh, clipper, any uh, uh, covering over Hashem, and because davening is a time of war, and that's all part of the pr- preparation to get rid of any internal or external blockages and disturbances. And then with Shema to have Hashem revealed upon us and even into a state of a love of Hashem beyond all. And this is uh, this is the meaning of Aaron's lighting of Menorah. And that's why it lasted from uh, night until morning. Because it starts off with night, meaning darkness, that there's concealment on, on uh, Hashem's presence. And that's like at the state of Sukkot de Zimra, where we're working on cutting off those uh, blockages and coverings over our soul. And then the second stage is uh, morning, where there's a uh, light and revelation of Hashem, and it's just uh, joyful and, and blissful. Next paragraph. Ach. So... So Aaron had to light the menorah with oil that was made from crushing olives. So like in the Mishnahis, it says that, that, that you have to crush the olives uh, and uh, put it into the container. And the first olives are for the menorah. In other words, the, the first drops that come out of the olive are for the menorah. And then when you crush the olive further, uh, then the uh, later oli- the later oil is for the menachas, for the uh, oil that accompanied the flower offerings. What's the, what's the idea of crushing olives? Well, an olive is bitter, like in the story of Noach when he sent out the uh, the dove, and the dove found a a, uh, a olive uh, an olive leaf. And the dove, what the dove meant to say with this was that I'd rather ha- have my own food even if it's bitter like an olive and not uh, be just uh, sustained by someone else to sit in the ark in the teva of Nayach and be sustained by Nayach. It also says about an olive that because of its uh, bitterness, it it, it makes one forget his uh, study of uh, 70 years. So although it's a... you know, it's allegorical, but it, it why why is olives connected to forgetfulness? Uh, because uh, so so olives which are bitter uh, come from the side of clipper, of uh, uh, severity and covering, and uh, and uh, therefore connected to forgetfulness. So that and that's uh, in general our body and our animal soul. So we have to crush that, crush that a bitter shell, and then we reveal the oil inside. The oil represents Chochmah. Like it says that just as uh, olives make us forget our learning, so oil makes it, brings back our learning of 70 years. Think more on the impact on memory of olives and oil in Gemar Hayris, Tafir Gemar base. So... So what is the idea of the crushing of the olives? So it's about crushing the and subduing the sitra or the uh, the other the clipper the which covers over Hashem's light. 
uh, through, and that is through uh, humbling oneself and sub, uh, make, making oneself like uh, like leftovers. Like it says about, it says, Lish Eris Nachlasi Hashem looks after the remnants of his inheritance, the remnants of the uh, Am Yisrael. So we have to make ourselves like leftovers that uh, we want nothing uh, but Hashem. We're just devoted to Hashem. And we're not seeking or chasing other pleasures. Uh, and when a person uh, uh, he absconds all other uh, pleasures and has uh, as if he has no need for them, uh, so uh, and even spiritual pleasures also something we wouldn't want. So then, and he's just totally devoted to Hashem. So the pasuk. Uh, that that the remnants of Yaakov with that your hand shall be raised above your oppressors and all your enemies shall be destroyed. So this uh, represents that through Bittal and through Iskafia, through uh, self-nullification and, uh, and uh, restraint. Uh, so uh, then uh, we cut off all our spiritual foes, uh, which uh, block us from the uh, closeness with Hashem. This is similar to the Pasuk we quoted before, which we say in Pesukah de Zimra, that Romes Kalvagrenam, that Romes is to lift up um, uh, Hashem in our throats, in other words, we praise Hashem in our throats, and V'cher Pephias Biyadam, Lord in their hands, meaning that through cutting off Klippa, we connect to Hashem at a high level, Romos at a lofty level. On the other hand, when we're when we're self-centered and egotistical, so then, uh, like the Gemara says, Hashem says, then I and, and he cannot live together in the same place. And uh, so this uh, sense of bittal is uh, the level of chachma, uh, which is when we're receiving from the subconscious or in, in spheres receiving from Hashem's light from beyond. And that's the idea of oil that, that is uh, made through uh, crushing the olives. And the oil has a, a greater bittal, greater self-nullification than the wick. Like that's why the wick continues to exist, whereas the oil is consumed and, and disappears in the fire. And that's a similar chachma is this uh, state of uh, bittal and is included in the, uh, the, the light of the uh, lamp of the mitzvah, which reveals Hashem's unlimited light. And only uh, through the oil, which represents bittal, does uh, Hashem's light represented by the fire continue? If we'd only have a wick, the fire would go out very quickly. Uh, so, so that's uh, lit through uh, bittal, and this uh, uh, role of Aaron with uh, lighting our uh, our lamps. It, and introducing this uh, excitement and this joy in, in doing mitzvahs happens, like the Pasuk says in uh, our, our parasha, outside the uh, curtain of, where the, of the Kodesh Kedashim, where the, where the um, Aron of Ha'edos, the Aron of a test, which is a testimony to Hashem, was housed. So what's this idea of a curtain and being outside the curtain? So we know that uh, 
that Hashem uh, is compared to Shemesh or Magain to both a sun and the shield over the sun. The sun represents Hashem's unlimited light. And then the Magain, the shield, blocks it so it's not too powerful and too much for us and to allow us to be an independent existence. But still, uh, it, it uh, still even in the place where which allows for other. So there's a it, there's still a, uh, sen- a sense a trace of Hashem and and we say it's quoted that Hashem fills all of Earth despite being hidden within Earth. So Shem Kim is that shield which which uh, makes it bearable. So there's not too much godly light that would smother us out of existence. Next paragraph is Zelenian. So this is the idea of the parechas, the curtain which uh, separates, which uh, shields us from the intense light of Hashem. And even outside that curtain, in the place of Yehuda Tata, the lower level of unity, where, where we feel like we exist, but we're deciding to come back to Hashem and uh, we yearn for Hashem. So uh, there we have simple, we have this excitement of being able to come back to Hashem and that, that, that should be our soul yearning and desire. And we should love Hashem with all our might. And that's the role of Aaron to foster this uh, love and joy. Next paragraph. Now, the apostle continues that, this, that uh, Aaron has this ability to light our lamps to reveal this love that we have for Hashem through the, well, the end of the passage continues, it's an eternal law for throughout the generations, uh, from the, the, the uh, Jewish people. So this word me'es uh, is, uh, has aleph to tof. So uh, this, this represents Torah, which is, is, uses all the letters of the aleph base. And uh, inside our Torah, when we learn with uh, reverence and love of Hashem, is uh, the higher level of Torah from from the Chochmah Vatzilus. And so therefore, Torah is is the light, while mitzvahs are the lamp. And and mitzvahs are the container that holds the light of Torah, and uh, so Aaron, Aaron lights our lamp through mitzvahs that are accompanied with Torah. Uh, the, the, only then do, can he bring uh, our, the light and the simple shal mitzvah to us. On the other hand, someone who is ignorant of Torah and doesn't learn Torah, he is lacking this chachma uh, uh, and, therefore, and, and therefore lacking in, in, his, in the spiritual light. So while who is the one who guides us in our Torahs, that is Moshe. Aaron excites us in our mitzvahs. But that can only work if we have Torah, which comes from Moshe. Moshe came from beyond the world, and that's why he had difficulty speaking. And uh, like Torah, which is from beyond the world, like it says that uh, Torah is the Amale, it says Amale Sha'elam, that the toil of the world ends up being futile, but Amalish al the the um, uh, toiling in Torah, which is beyond the world, uh, that is an, uh, everlasting. And so that's like Moshe, it's beyond the world. 
And uh, it's unlike Aaron, which is going up. Hello to Hashem, elevating to Hashem, bringing Torah down to us, which it, uh, which now we're not uh, nullifying us before Hashem, but Hashem is speaking right through us. And uh, this is like the difference between a uh, servant uh, of the king who's totally nullified before the king. And when the king himself speaks, uh, when we learn Torah, Hashem is giving out Torah through us. And this especially, uh, this is especially so with someone who is Teirosim Nasa, whose entire uh, focus is on and, and occupation is on learning Torah like the Rosh and his colleagues. And that's why they didn't have to daven because davening uh, is uh, bowing before Hashem, which is like the servant before the king, whereas Torah, Hashem is just, uh, is just being expressed through them. Like the Rashbi said, that I'm like in one knot bound to Hashem. And that's the level of unity and, and bit of Torah. And that's why it says Talmud Torah, that Torah equals, is equal to all mitzvahs because the level of oneness with Hashem accomplished through Torah is greater than that which is accomplished through mitzvahs. And that's why the oil was brought to Moshe specifically. And uh, like we said, that oil is connected to Chachma. It says, who is wise one who sees uh, the outcome? What, what does this mean spiritually? That Chachma sees how, um, how everything that exists comes out of the iron, comes out of, the, out of Hashem's light. And uh, th- this uh, is renewed every moment because... Uh, well, really, Hashem is beyond uh, creation, and all of creation is just a ray from Hashem, and therefore it has to be constantly renewed. So when a person thinks about this, it'll be in a state of total bittal. And this is the feeling that one should uh, try to bring upon himself uh, when he learns Torah. This is also the meaning of the beginning of the Yisrael, that you should command the Jewish people to besides meaning command means to connect that through the that um, th- that uh, they should through bringing the oil to Moshe they connect to Moshe who is this who is the the one who gives them Torah and then they're able to uh, to take in Torah, like the end of the passage says, may ace B'nai Israel, that B'nai Israel are able to take in the Torah from Aleph to Tav. And then Aaron's able to light their lamp, meaning to excite them with simple mitzvah, with the joy of doing a mitzvah, once they've already been given Torah by Moshe. Now, with Aaron, which is the idea of Rotsui, elevation to Hashem, it starts off dark, it starts off far away, and from that, the Neshama develops a yearning to come close, and therefore it says that he lights the lamps from evening till morning, whereas with Moshe, who's bringing down the Torah from beyond, from Hashem, and is bringing it down, so there, it, there's no change. It's not that it starts off dark. It's Tomid, it's eternal, because it's bringing down from Hashem's oneness to us. And uh, there's no there's no dark, there's no light, everything is one. Okay, so that concludes the Maimer. And in short, uh, we've said that the that uh, Aaron is the one who uh, fosters our sense of simcha shal mitzvah, our excitement and and uh, happiness, pleasure of mitzvah, which that ple- that pleasure is far greater than Ganadin, which is only a ray from Hashem, whereas this is Hashem himself. And uh, and uh, then Moshe.
uh, Moshe uh, gifts us with the Torah, and uh, therefore, and we need Torah in order to uh, uh, develop this excitement. And therefore, the oil was brought specifically to Moshe, the oil representing uh, a bittel, because you have to crush olives in order to get to oil. And only through that, through the, the learning Torah with bittel, are we then able to have Simcha Shal Mitzvah, the joy of doing a mitzvah, which is fostered by art.